Hey everybody, we're back. It's Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz here, coming at you guys from UBC's Point Grey campus, broadcasting from the unceded and ancestral grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to CITR 101.9 with this week's edition of Thunderbird Eye. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. Last weekend, Thunderbirds basketball got a taste of what a sellout crowd feels like as courtside was a huge success. Volleyball totaled two more big wins for the men's side while the women's split another series. Track and field 2018 has started on a high note as UBC took home hardware at the Jerome Games. And wrapping it up, men's hockey finally has their seven-game win streak snapped while the women's team sweeps Mount Royal. Yes, so starting off with basketball, it was a battle of winning streaks to close out the regular season as the Thunderbirds entered the weekend having won six straight, while Victoria owned the longest win streak in Canada West at 10 games. Uh, Unfortunately, the Vikes came out on top, winning both games by just a combined six points. The first match was in Victoria last Thursday, and the Thunderbirds started out strong before falling just short in the end. UBC held held Victoria to just 13 points in the first quarter, and they took a 7-point lead into halftime, but the Vikes battled back in the third quarter, outscoring the Thunderbirds 24-15, setting up a dramatic ending. UBC held a 1-point lead at 74-73 with less than 20 seconds to go, but Victoria's Christy Gallagher grabbed her own miss and scored on the putback with just 11 seconds remaining to take the lead, and Jessica Hansen's last-second layup attempt spilled out to give the Vikes the win. Madison Penn had 23 points and 11 rebounds for her fourth double-double of the new year. And elsewhere on the team, Keelan Filowich recorded 17 points and 5 rebounds. Jessica Hansen had 10 points and 7 assists. And Allie Norris scored a season-high 10 points, along with 3 rebounds and 2 assists. They may have lost, but that's a win in my book against a team like the Vikes. I mean, after this weekend, as I'm foreshadowing a bit, but Vikes end up 16-4, and I want to say. Yeah, Mm -hmm. after this weekend. And... And for a Thunderbirds team who hasn't been the strongest, this new year hasn't been too bad. They've averaged nearly 70 points a game, which is an eight-point increase over the first half of the season. Yeah, they've been moving the ball a lot better. They're seventh in Canada West in assists now at 12 and a half a game, and they're averaging 14 assists a game in the last seven, really picking up offensively in January. Yeah, and they're getting scoring from non-traditional sources. Uh, Norris scored 10 points on the weekend. That's the third weekend in a row that there's been a season high from someone other than Penn, Filowich, and Hansen. So definitely spreading the scoring around a little bit more, which was a problem earlier in the season. And Legault, Madison Legault, also pulled down season high 11 rebounds, and seven of them were offensive boards. So nice, nice contribution from players all around the court. Yep, there were definitely some positives in that loss. And Friday... It was at War Memorial Gym for UBC's courtside event where the Thunderbirds were cheered on in the regular season finale by their largest crowd of the season. Unfortunately, they fell just short again with Victoria winning 77-73 to to stretch, to stretch their win streak to a crazy 12 games. This game began like a reverse of the last one with Victoria jumping out to a lead in this one. They led by nine points at halftime before UBC outscored them 22-15 to in the third to set up another close finish. Unfortunately, the result was the same as the previous night. The Vikes held a five-point lead with 30 seconds remaining, and though Hanson hit a three-pointer, her sixth of the night, it wasn't enough as the Thunderbirds fell again. Hanson was a star of the show despite the loss, scoring a season-high 28 points on 10 of 21 shooting, 6 of 10 from 3, along with 4 rebounds and 4 assists. Filowich put up 20 points and 5 rebounds. Penn recorded 15 points and 11 boards, but... 
Thunderbirds were, again, just not able to get over the hump in this one. Big weekend for Jess Hansen. Holy crap. I mean, what is that, 38 points Mm -hmm. through the two games? That's crazy. And that being said, they did do a lot of things right, but what bit them was still their biggest weaknesses all season. It's free throw and three-point shooting. Uh, this, This weekend series, they shot just 27 from three and 53 from the line. And in games as close as these, where the Vikes were shooting 40 from beyond the arc and 71% from the stripe, it's just not going to pan out. Yeah, um, and I mean, the Vikes are the hottest team in Canada West, and the Thunderbirds gave them a really good run for their money. They showed that they can, you know, play against these top teams, which was maybe looking shakier earlier in the season. Now they look like, and I mean, like, it was pretty close. They could have grabbed the win in both of those games. So, I mean, maybe they just need to, like, find that extra gear, find that second level. Uh, and maybe they can come out on top and win a couple playoff games. Yeah, and speaking of the playoffs, the Thunderbirds finished the regular season 10-10. and 10. They had the 8th seed, and they will face Lethbridge tomorrow at War Memorial Gym in a single-game wildcard match to determine who moves on to the quarterfinals. The game is at 6, so coming out, support the Thunderbirds as they try to make a run in the postseason. Moving on to the men's side, they ended the regular season on a high note, sweeping the Vikes decisively. In the first match on Thursday, the Thunderbirds crushed Victoria from the start, using a strong first quarter to cruise to a 95-69 victory. They outscored the Vikes 33-15 in the opening frame, setting the tone. They only built on their lead from there. Connor Morgan and Phil Jolopor led the way in this one. Morgan recorded 23 points and 7 rebounds in his hometown, while Jolopor finally found a shot again as he also put up Thank 23 God. points. Yeah. He's back. 5 for 10 from 3. That's a good sign. That's what he was struggling with. Uh, elsewhere on the team, Mason Bourse had 12 points and 6 assists, and Taylor Brown and Grant Shepard both added 11 points and 7 rebounds to help power UBC to victory, where they shot 49% from the field, out-rebounded Victoria 53-37, to and committed only 12 turnovers to the Vikes' 20. This was an all-around performance by the Birds, but like the women's side, what's hurting them? It's their free-throw shooting, 9 from 21 from the line. That's, way, that's under 500, and that's put... That puts them in 15th in Canada West on the season, shooting just 65%. And you got to think, going into playoffs, they have a bye coming up this next weekend. But when you're playing top-ranked teams, teams like, uh, I want to say, Calgary's up there, right? And and it's like, what what's going to happen in those games where that's the make-or-break decision in the, in the scorecard? Well, I just don't understand. I don't understand how you can be like a competitive basketball player and not make the shots. And it's not just one player, it's the whole team. It's kind of weird because they're a really strong offensive team, but for whatever reason, free-throw shooting is just not a part of their game at all. Um, and as you said, that could be a problem in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, and uh, besides of that, we also mentioned about like a bit brief- briefly last week, but it seems that Taylor Brown is not a starter. He made his second straight start in, in this one and performed very well, shooting 4-7 to seven from the field and also 3-5 to five from 3. Yep, Taylor Brown definitely seems to be a starter now, and he started again on Friday at the men's courtside game, and they put on a show, dropping 109 points on the Vikes in a 109-68 victory. They got off to a slow start, but if it's a surprise, looking at the final score, they led only by two at halftime, but they absolutely blew the doors off the Vikes in the second half, outscoring them 37-12 in the third and 30-16 in the fourth. And this was officially the Phil Jalopur bounce back weekend as he dropped a season high 36 points on 14 to 26 shooting, 7 for 15 from 3. Morgan put up 27 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. Luka Zaharievic added 11 points and 9 rebounds. Again, just a dominant performance from UBC. 
This was a sellout game. This was huge for UBC putting on such a performance in front of uh, all the students and fans that were attending. Courtside event was awesome. And Jalalpur, it's like he lurks in the shadows for a few weeks and then just comes out of nowhere <laughs> and seems like he's the most unstoppable force in all of Canada West, if not U Sports. And hopefully this time he stays there for the rest of the season. We'll see what we get from Jalalpur uh, next weekend. And it's also good to see Morgan and Zaharievich also playing well in this one. Three of those guys between Morgan, uh, Jalalpur, and Zaharievich, all senior leaders on the team. And it's good to see that they're ending their last ever regular season game on a high note. Yeah, definitely good to see that. But, of course, the season isn't over yet, as the next step for the Thunderbirds will be the Canada West playoffs. They do not play this weekend, as they got a bye for finishing in the top four of the conference. But they will take the court a week from now in the Canada West quarterfinals. We'll have to see who they will end up playing. Yeah, and I just want to mention something from last week that we didn't really get to. Uh, Guard Parker Simpson uh, is just the third dual sport athlete for UBC in the last 57 years because he actually plays on the uh, UBC football team as well at uh, defensive back. And he was playing in that uh, crazy Hardy Cup final game against Calgary. Uh, God, what a field goal. My God. We're going to be talking about that for a while, I think. but yeah, got a, got a, um, got some playing time in the basketball game last week against Okanagan. Scored his first basket um, on Saturday, uh, two points, two rebounds. Really cool to see a dual sport athlete. You don't see a lot of that anymore. Yeah, and now we move on to volleyball. For men's, the top-ranking men's volleyball team maintained their spots atop the power rankings by extending their winning streak to seven games. Last week, they traveled to Saskatchewan and completed their sweep of the University of Regina in a total of just seven sets. After the wins, the team boosted a conference record of 18-2. to The only team ahead of them, their upcoming opponent, is their rivals, Trinity Western University. And on Friday, the Thunderbirds had an efficient game and took down the low-ranked Cougars in just three sets. However, the Thunderbirds didn't grab immediate control. The Cougars jumped out to an early lead at 10-6, to but then the Thunderbirds shrunk the deficit thanks to kills from Matt Guidi, Jordan Desheng, and Irvin Bohr. The T-Birds led a technical 16-15, to and the Cougars called two timeouts but finished the set 25-23. to The two teams fought a back-and-forth game in the second set, trading points until getting knocked at 11. Then the Thunderbirds broke the tie first with a kill from Byron Katarakis, who put together 38 assists on the night. Then the T-Birds widened the gap to 22-17, to pushing their hitting percentage to over 400, almost double the Cougars. Regina, however, did combat in the last part of the frame, stopping the birds from taking the set right away. But after a timeout caught by UBC, the team closed out the frame at 25-21 with a decisive kill from Keith West. The third set went completely in the birds' favor. The Thunderbirds overwhelmed the Cougars with offense and their clean gameplay, leading to a game-high game high hitting percentage. As a result, they had to lead all the way through and ended the game with an 11-point lead at 25-15. And it's clear to see that the T-Birds have a wide range of talent. Keith West led the team that night, 14 kills, and Irvin Brar following up with 12. Brar, another player who's been streaky on and off. We've seen a bit of two two face from him early on in 2018, but he also t- tallied two extra aces and two blocks on the night. DeShane and Regeer also made big contributions with seven and six kills, respectively. Something that needs to be mentioned with this team is depth, which they have a lot of. They have almost two different uh, unique lineups that play different games when you see Matt Geedy coming out for Finn McCarthy or Jordan Deshane and Joel Regeer. Um, and you look at um, McCarthy and Deshane, those are like younger players. Um, that's sort of like the future of the team, I guess, we're seeing right now. But e- even now, um, in, their, in their younger seasons, when they're not maybe as big of a part of the team, they're still making huge contributions. 
And for senior Matt Guidi, I don't know if he's at his best. He, since he came back from that injury, he's not quite the same. Last game, he was hitting negative point one sixty seven, and it seems like he still needs a bit of time to yeah. readjust to where where he was well, he in late twenty seventeen. Yeah, and uh, talking about Saturday's game, it was a bit tougher for the Thunderbirds as they had to fight four sets to clinch an 18th Canada West victory. The Regina Cougars fought hard in the first set and took the frame at 25 to 22. The host team put up their game high hitting percentage of 0.429 with 15 kills. However, the Thunderbirds didn't allow their opponents to run to continue. They responded to the Cougars with a trend, with a thrash with a like thrashing thrashing yeah of a record set at 25 to 15. The T-Birds attack became more aggressive in the third set, catching the Cougars off balance and forcing them to make errors in their com- gameplay. The team took a huge lead at 10-3 in the beginning of the third and simply gave the Cougars no chance to fight back. The team then acted like a killing machine, put up 10 kills and 3 aces with only 1 points awarded by the heirs to their opponent, 25-12 to final. Then for the final set, it was like a bit of back and forth play, in part due to attack air from Finn McCarthy and Urban Bohr. Although they reached their game high errors at six, the Cougars also made eight errors, which gave the Birds opportunity to stay in the game. The Birds then reset the score at 20 to 17 and then finished the set at 25-20 and then finished the weekend sweep. And no doubt, big game for the Thunderbirds. Four players earned double-digit points that night. Brar McCarthy, Duchesne, Amber Gear all with 10-plus kills, not to mention two aces from DeShane and an ace from Regeer. Yeah, and I mean, the Thunderbirds are second in Canada West right now. Um, they're only two points behind the Trinity Western Spartans, but they're also only two points ahead of the Golden Bears, so it's really a log jam at the top. Um, and they actually play the Spartans this weekend, so um, that's going to be a big game in the standings. Um, if they win both the games, you might be looking at uh, first place in the league for the end of the season. And this this game on Saturday... Uh, it's it's going to be Pride Night, so come out to support your athletes and local LGBTQ community with Spirit Color. The game will start at 5 for women and 6.30 for men on Saturday at War Memorial Gym. On the women's side last week, they earned only a split against Regina over the weekend as the Cougars mounted a huge comeback in Friday night's match. It started with the Thunderbirds setting the tone early with a dominant 25-11 first set victory. Second set was much closer as it took the Thunderbirds 29 points to pull off the close victory. Then in the third, the Thunderbirds were just one point away from a sweep, but the Cougars fought back hard and took the third set with a Satomi Tagawa ace, finishing the frame 26-24. From that point on, the Cougars were able to carry their momentum and capitalize on lots of UBC errors to give themselves the five-set victory, complete comeback when the UBC was just so close to getting the win. And the last two sets finished 19-25 and 13-15, and in that fifth set, the Thunderbirds were actually leading 12-11, to 11, but three straight UBC hitting errors gave Regina match point. Yeah, you've got to hope that the, these last few games aren't a sign of the Thunderbirds losing a bit of steam here late in the season. Friday, that was their second straight loss, and a lot of it resided on the errors. They had 35 in that game, and there's been a bit of a snowball effect with the team where at one moment it's only a couple in a row, but then... At the end of the game, you look, and they had 30, 35, like in this one. Right. And on the positive, we did see Kara Van Rijk, Anna Price, both putting up double-double performances, 18 and 14 kills, along with 19 and 17 digs, respectively. Standout night for Price, to say the least. Kara Van Rijk, bit of the norm. Yeah, and I mean, Liv Furlan had a good game, too. Um, not the um, most impressively. 
um, with seven kills, nine assists, and 18 digs, but 10 errors, that's got to come down. It, yeah, that, that hurts. And it seems like this team, when one player starts to make a lot of errors, it, it, it's sort of like a virus and spreads to the rest <laughs> of the team. But when they're on, as we saw in the following night's match, um, the birds are able to just roll. And on Saturday night, the Thunderbirds, they did bounce back, and they were able to down the Cougars in just four sets. It looked at first very reminiscent of Friday's affair as the Cougars staged another late third set comeback, and the Thunderbirds, it seemed, may be in potential danger of their first three straight uh, game losing streak for the first time all season. However, the fourth set was all UBC as they stepped up their game and crushed the opposition, thankfully splitting the series for themselves. The first and second sets were both comfortably UBCs as the set counts were 25-17, then 25-20. And as I earlier mentioned, that third set had the Cougars down at the technical and they they came and they almost came back to down they came back to down the birds 21-25. And then thankfully in the fourth set, Kira Van Rijk led the way for the Thunderbirds with six of her 14 kills on the night, stopping any uh, Regina Cougar <laughs> comeback. And they were able to get the win with a blowout of a fourth frame, 25 to 11. Yeah, and I mean, um, the errors, that was the main issue, um, especially with uh, the 10 errors from uh, from Furlan. Much cleaner, just 17 for the entire team uh, on, on the second game. Uh, Gentile had a better game as well. Uh, 44 assists on Saturday and zero errors. And that's errors. in four sets. She yeah. only got 38 and five the night before. Absolutely. And uh, zero errors, which is fantastic. And 10 digs, too. Uh, really good game from Gentile. Yeah, Van Rijk and Furland also both filled the stat sheet. They had 14 kills apiece, and no player on the Thunderbirds had more than six errors in the whole match, which is definitely a good sign after uh, the last one. Yeah, and it's clarity to see that when the cleanup of their errors, and especially when Gentile is on, the team dominates from the service line, and... As we can see, seven aces on the night, as well as an offense with 50, 53 kills. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gabriel Atia put up nine kills, a pair of aces, and a huge six blocks for the birds on the night. And now UBC gets ready on both men's and women's side to take on the high-ranking Trinity we Western go. program. We'll see what happens there. Women's side, they sit just one spot behind UBC. And on the men's side, with only one loss on the year, Trinity Western sits atop the league. It's heavyweight against heavyweight, and here at CITR, we will be bringing you that game on Saturday live at 5 p.m. Pacific. It's going to be good. And we're going to take a quick break for ads and PSAs. We'll be right back. Hey there. My name is Callum Ng, the executive director of BC Athlete Voice. We are an athlete-focused organization helping British Columbia's athletes become their best. How do we do that? Well, if you're a BC athlete, we can help you with pretty much everything related to leadership, advocacy, and education. For example, we can help you find funding, start a new athlete group, or develop better public speaking skills. It's all at bcathletevoice.ca. And don't forget to look for us on Twitter and Facebook by searching BC Athlete Voice. Check it out. of some pigskin. This is my shimmering life prize. All I must do is create a diversion. What could distract people who love sports? Sports. 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 Do you find sports distracting? Feel the need to chant sports for hours on end? Then come on by the CITR station at the new sub to get involved. We do play-by-play, color commentary, audio production, interviews, and so much more. Only on CITR 101.9 FM. 
Hello and welcome back. We now have uh, a look around track and field. Last Saturday, the Thunderbirds kicked off the 2018 track season with the Jerome Indoor Games at the Richmond Oval. They claimed the Pacific Cup for the third consecutive year, marking them the top team at the Games. Head coach Laure Primo remarked that the indoors may have helped his team, who has been training outside in the rain and cold, which is funny because Vancouver is like super temperate compared to the rest of Canada, uh, but it may have boosted his team. On the men's side of the event, Bogdan Pavel and Kenneth Schultz both posted personal best times in the men's 60-meter hurdles. Schultz was third in the final with an 8.35 marking his fastest run, and Pavel had a time of 8.25 seconds in the preliminaries before just squeaking ahead of Pavel for second in the final at 8.33. In men's high jump, Jarrah Bod placed second, and Thomas Broach claimed first in men's 1500 with a time of 4 minutes, 13 seconds, uh, 0.35. Teammate Stefan Biro was second, uh, just be just behind him. Additionally, Schultz, Pavel, Tanner, Carnegie, and Jake Hanna finished up the four x two hundred in first place. On the women's side, the four x two hundred relay was won by Sarah Wancha, Haley Madden, Emily Russell, and Kira Peterson, who did it in just under two minutes. Wancha was also victorious of the win of the women's three hundred meters at just under forty four seconds. And in the fifteen hundred meter events, Michaela Tinkham and Jamie Hennessy and Madeline Houston finished 1-2-3 in the women's race. Very good weekend for UBC Track and Field, and their next two meets will be the Husky Classic on Saturday, February 11th, and then the University of Washington Indoor Open on Sunday, February 12th, both happening at Dempsey Indoor in Seattle. Yeah, looking at hockey, uh, another huge weekend for the women's hockey team who are still incredible. Monsters. Um, bouncing back. They actually got swept uh, last weekend by the Huskies, uh, brought their Huge uh, eight-game win streak to an end it was kind of sad, but um, back to the uh, usual game one is what we've been accustomed to from from the women's team this season. Pure uh, defense, just nothing but defense. Um, they held the Cougars to eleven shots the entire game, which is uh, you know ma- made life easy for Tori Miklash, and she was able to keep all eleven out um, through regulation and two overtime periods. The Thunderbirds notched thirty-two shots on net. It was a decent number, but they were completely dominated by uh, Zoe de Beauville, who was just an amazing goaltender. Um, so no goals in regulation or overtime, uh, so it would go to a shootout tied at zero, and the shootout only one goal in that one, and that was UBC forward Kathleen Cahoon, who scored the lone shootout marker with a sweet deke to the backhand, won the game for the Thunderbirds. And we know great defense, 11 shots is unprecedented. Mick Lash is a brick, but in the shootout too, she stopped all three breakaway opportunities. Great job by her. Yeah, but the problem this team has been having lately is no doesn't matter how many you keep out, you still got to score to win games, and... Against a lower-ranked team like uh, MRU, it's a little concerning they weren't able to get much going offensively. Yeah, so luckily, I mean, they were they sort of noticed that were able to come out to a blazing fast start in the second game on, on Saturday. Um, Madison Patrick and Emily Castales scored just five minutes apart in the first period, and the Thunderbirds continued to pour it on. Um, sort of an unorthodox way to play the game. We usually don't see them play with this lower, uh, level of offensive pressure. Um, but that offensive pressure comes with uh, a little bit of less care on defense, um, and they got a breakaway. The Cougars got a breakaway through Tatum Amy, who was able to put one past the otherwise solid Amelia Bone. Uh, a bit of offensive pressure by the Thunderbirds didn't really lead to anything else, but uh, they, kept, they kept the Cougars hemmed in their own zone for the entire third period, where Mount Royal managed just one shot on net in the entire 20-minute frame. Uh, Bone easily handled the one shot, uh, and <laughs> the Thunderbirds were able to win that one. That's a joke. Though. That's a thing. <laughs> Like, to be able to say, oh, she handled that one shot. One shot in the entire period. Uh, And they got 17 shots 
uh, wow. against. And I, so, I mean. Yeah. And, and for the Thunderbirds, I mean, not too bad. 12 all game. Oh, sorry. We added one more than the game before. <laughs> I mean, the defense is crazy, and it's good to see the offense stepped up, too. Yeah, and with this win, they are now second place in the conference, and if they can manage to hold on to that number two spot, they will get a bye for the quarterfinals next weekend. Yeah, and the final games of the season this weekend are against the University of Alberta, who are the team that are looking to challenge UBC for that second spot. So a solid performance this week, and we will see them getting that all-important bye, that second spot, um, and a good position for the playoffs. Looking at the men's side, uh, the men's hockey team proved they were for real last weekend by sweeping one of the top teams in the country. They kept the ball rolling last Friday, visiting Mount Royal. Um, as often happens with uh, UBC hockey teams, they were in penalty trouble early, uh, midway through the first, but they had an interesting penalty kill strategy that was actually quite aggressive and offensive uh, and sprung Raymond Gruel for a breakaway all, in all alone, made no mistake, mistake uh, notched the shorthand marker on the backhand. Josh Connolly roofed a second goal before time expired in the first period. Later, the Thunderbirds were the ones with the man advantage, Adam Rossignol scored on a deflection for the lone goal of the second. In the third, the, fi- the, the Cougars finally got one back from Josh Bly, but two quick goals from Austin Vetterell and Nick Bonacici put it out of reach for MRU. 5-1 year final. Yeah, this was another weird one because for the second time in two weeks, Thunderbird scored five goals on less than 20 shots total. I'll take it. Yeah, a bit. You'll <laughs> definitely take it. You'll definitely <laughs> take it, but... You can't rely on no, that sort of I mean, shooting percentage. That was kind of like uh, men's soccer early in the year. What was oh, it? Yeah. Like bring every game to OT, hope you get the <laughs> yeah. win. Well, I mean, the the other thing is that like if, if they're going to get hot, now's the time uh, with playoffs coming up. Yeah, and just to add on that, this game was UBC's seventh straight win, and which means that they will clinch a home playoff burst for the Thunderbirds. And, of course, Matt Hewitt, another excellent outing, stopping 23 of 24. He was also recently named Canada West WHL Grad of the Month for the uh, January after posting a 9.45 save percentage and going 6-1 and 0 in the first month of the year. He's having an outstanding final season with the Birds, and Eric, uh, our our home homegrown talent here, actually <laughs> got an exclusive sit down interview with the star of the T Birds um, for the upcoming CITR's 24 Hours of Student Power event. It goes live at 4 a.m. on the 16th of February, I want to say off the top of my head. Good morning. Yeah, but don't worry. uh, For all you who aren't insane (laughs) enough at that hour, we will have it on our social media uh, channels shortly afterwards. Yeah, and I mean, Saturday's game, uh, the next one was just an example of a team not being switched on. They won seven straight. Uh, There's a good quote from uh, Sven Buttenshawn after this one. It's good proof that we're not good enough to turn it on and off and pick your spots, wait for somebody to make an unbelievable play. Um, more so just focusing on the team effort and the pulling together like a team, which is something that we only really started seeing in the new year from the Thunderbirds. And that's what led to that seven-game win streak, but they just weren't able to find that gear on Saturday. Uh, but they will need to find it again in the playoffs. Um, they didn't actually score any goals in this game at all. They got shut out, while goals from Jesse Lees, Josh Bly, and Grant Baker of the Mount Royal Cougars gave them the win. I think we've gotten so used to this men's Thunderbird team to win. Uh, when something like this happens, offense just completely shut down. Only 16 shots and not really any real scoring opportunities here. Players seemed a bit tired, and hopefully they can rest up, come back with another with another strong performance against one of the top one of the conference's top teams this upcoming weekend. Yeah, it was another loss for Ryland Toth in goal, but he just seems to be having some bad luck of when he gets the starts last week against Saskatchewan, we saw like what he's truly capable of, and hopefully that 
he can get some good starts lined up with some good team performances soon. Yeah, I mentioned that in my uh, my interview with him, uh, with Matt Hewitt, rather, M- mentioned that uh, Toth just having a bit of rough luck to start the season. He's actually a WHL champion, Rylan Toth, so, I mean, he'll, he'll pull it together sooner or later. And Matt Hewitt is pretty comfortable with him as his successor in, in his last year. Uh, luckily, the defense is still good. That's the only reason that they've been winning games as of late, because we remember in the first half of the year they were just, you know, completely useless on defense <laughs> to be honest uh 22 shots in the night that's pretty good obviously didn't get the win but uh big game this weekend against the alberta golden bears one of the top teams in the country to close out the season looking around thunderbird sports upcoming for this weekend as we mentioned um the pride night in volleyball uh men's and women's volleyball uh trinity western um so excited for these games oh yeah they're gonna be so huge. excited uh women's ice hockey as we mentioned visiting alberta men's ice hockey hosting alberta come out to that um as well if you want it's gonna be good games uh two of the better teams in the conference right now um baseball actually finally starting up uh, preseason baseball um i like baseball <laughs> i like baseball too <laughs> we like baseball here at uh at citr sports um swim meets uh women's rugby sevens track lots of good stuff coming up this weekend uh men's rugby too yeah. Uh, so you know, lots, men's lots rugby and those out. swimming teams, though. How do you yeah. beat them? You don't. You just hope. is there a secret? Is there a secret code? Secret plan to beat <laughs> them? Uh, top ten Tuesday. Men's swimming and women's still both both in first place. Men's volleyball uh, drops one spot to second. Women's volleyball falls one to fourth. Basketball for men's is in fourth, and women's hockey is in fifth. And I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to CITR 101.9. Remember to go check us out on Twitter at CITR Sports. That's all one word. In addition, we also have our Facebook page up and running. It's linked through Twitter and also our homepage at citr.ca. Or you can simply search us at CITR Sports on Facebook. This Saturday night, as mentioned a few times, we will have the live broadcast of UBC Volleyball taking on the powerhouse Trinity Western. And that all starts at 5 p.m. Thanks again for listening in, and the upcoming show will be Shoes on a Wire, hosted by Madeline Taylor. As we sign off, here's a teaser of our upcoming 24 Hours of Student Power special episode, which will air very early on the morning of February 16th. Uh, And for those of you who, again, aren't up, all our social media sites will get that. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz. Tune in next Thursday from 3.30 to 4, and have a great rest of your day.